Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Student Podcast. My name is Mapston. I'm the president of the Real Estate Student Association. Our co-host today is my friend and the current VP of Finance for RISA, Kareen Halleck. Today, we have the pleasure of getting to speak with two RISA alumni who, since graduating from university, have gone on to land fantastic jobs in the industry and are now on their way to building fantastic careers. Arshpreet and Mike, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us, Max, Dan, and Kareem. It is a pleasure to have you guys share your journey and maybe even a little bit of advice with us today. Now, before we get too far into things, uh, can you start off by giving us a little bit of background as to where you guys have landed in the industry, uh, where you're currently working, and what your responsibilities are in that role? Maybe start with Arshpreet. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Um, So after graduating from the university in 2019, I started working as a consultant with um, the University of Calgary Properties Group. At the time I joined the firm, it was known as West Campus Development Trust. Um, When I started as a consultant, my primary roles uh, included doing a lot of research for special projects for the company. Uh, mostly uh, residential, commercial, and retail related. Um, After my term as a consultant uh, ended, I was brought on as a project manager um, for the firm. So right now what I do is I work uh, on the real estate side um, for the community that we're developing. It's called University District. And we've recently also added a new project, which is called um, University Innovation Quarter to our portfolio. Um, Yeah, mostly my role includes uh, working on the real estate side, doing a lot of due diligence um, and a lot of market research and working with, um, I like to call myself a bit of a floating person. I I work with um, a lot of cross-disciplinary teams um, within my firm. So... I'm one of those unicorns who get to do a little bit of everything. So yeah, that's me. Wow, that's fantastic. And what an amazing role to start out in to get that incredible industry experience. How about you, Mike? What are you up to? Yeah, so um, out of school, I actually started started with uh, Slate Asset Management while I was in school for my last semester. And for those that aren't familiar with Slate, it's a uh, global real estate investment firm that's based out of Toronto. And they kind of have a, they have a bunch of different verticals from private equities funds to securities business and publicly traded REITs. And so uh, I, I was with Slate until actually to this week. And um, I was an analyst asset management. So it was responsibilities included assisting with the management of Slate's Canadian Opportunity Funds 1 and 2, which are some of their private equity vehicles. So in the asset management role, it's a lot of uh, operating budgets, uh, kind of quarterly reporting, um, uh, leasing initiatives, uh, and kind of portfolio management. And then um, as of today, I've actually joined uh, Airshire Group, which is a boutique uh, private equity firm based out of Calgary. Um, And so they focus on investment in real estate and also um, certain operating companies where there's alignment. Um, So they're quite an entrepreneurial firm. Um, they do value add core opportunistic investing. Um, and my role with them is now uh, an associate. And so it's uh, like our spree said as well, it's kind of a little bit of everything from, you know, preparing new investment opportunities and investment committee materials and um, internal valuations, um, underwriting new investment opportunities, uh, quarterly reporting, 
Uh, so a little, a little bit of everything. That's extremely exciting. And uh, what a great, another great opportunity for a student coming out of university. Um, the next question I think Kareen's got for us. So going back a few years into the past, when you were both just starting university at U of C, how did you both stumble into RISA and real estate concentration classes? Or were you the uncommon type of students that enters into university knowing exactly what they wanted to focus on? Um, we can start with Mike and then go to our spring. Yeah, totally. Yeah, a little bit of background. I actually started school uh, a little bit later. I played hockey out in, uh, in British Columbia and then came to school, took a few years off to do that and came to school when I was 20. So I had a little bit more time to think about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to take and where I wanted my career to go. So, you know, I think for most people in Calgary, traditionally their family and friends are all in oil and gas. And I thought, you know, maybe I wanted to try something a little bit different. And, um, and in my time off and kind of call it the two years that I was uh, taking a little bit of time off school, figured out that I wanted to be involved in real estate. And at the time, um, UFC, I think they, it was the continuing education program or part of the MBA where they had a concentration in real estate focused. And they were just coming out with the undergraduate program uh, with the Westman Center. So it was kind of a perfect timing and a perfect storm that when I came into school was the start of the Westman Center. So, you know, it, it, it was great because I knew what I wanted to do when I came to school and UFC provided a great program and a means to do that. And then uh, once I was actually in the program, uh, how I got involved in RISA, um, it was at the time, I think it had started a few years earlier, um, but I was just looking for a way to get more involved in the school, get involved in the community with the Westman Center, and then also expand my network. Um, and it was the perfect avenue to do that. So I had gone to a few RISA events, um, and then the next year I had applied to be a part of the RISA team. And luckily I was able to do so. There was a few graduating students that year. Um, and so I joined the team in my third year, I believe it was. That's awesome, Mike. I just had a quick follow-up question. I was just wondering in those two years where you took time off of school, um, how did you get interested in real estate? Did you do any, did you have any experiences with the real estate industry that made you want to get into it or how did that happen? Yeah. So I, I don't know if I had any specific experiences or interaction with real estate, um, that made me interested in it, but what really fascinated me was interaction with the physical world and, um, you know, real estate is something that you can see, you can walk through, you can touch, you can feel. And there's something about that attraction to it for me for that. And so, you know, I wouldn't say it was one kind of interaction. It was just, I, I would call it a curiosity about real estate that over time that made me go into it. That's awesome. Thanks, Mike. What about you, Arshpreet? So I had um, a, a very big exposure to real estate when I was a child. My dad worked as a developer in India. So I was always going to sites with him when I was a toddler, just watching him do his stuff. And my grandpa used to work at the titles office, but I never really considered that as a career opportunity for me until second year of university. So my initial um, sort of exposure to RISA was during orientation week in first year, and they had this really cool water pong table set up. So I thought, oh, wow, what a, what a cool group of people. And 
Um, and then I recently, then I got involved with recent, my first year I, attend, I attended quite a few events. Um, what, what was really sort of the, the defining moment for me where I really knew that I wanted to do real estate was when I competed in the Guelph competition in Toronto. I, yeah, we were done that for two months and it was just the, the nature of city building. You get to be part of city building and bringing this vision into a reality. And I really enjoyed that process of case competition. So I, I was like, you know what? I wouldn't mind doing this uh, full-time after, uh, after graduating. And I was pretty lucky to land in a, in a development firm where we do primarily just that. Um, in terms of Risa, I always really believed in the vision that the club had to offer. It was a lot about bridging the gap between the industry and the students. Um, so I attended a lot of events, and then I was uh, fortunate enough to join the um, to join the, the the executive team, and I I thought we were able to then scale the the club to where it is now, which I'm really proud of. So you guys are doing a great job. Awesome, we love to hear that, and I think it's it's something that is pretty incredible to hear the the kind of alumni passion we have for the real estate student association, and obviously the Westman Center, but um, you know, being able to continue to build those relationships is very valuable. Some people do say that the, the best thing you get out of university is, is the relationships. And I feel that uh, the best way that I've gained relationships in university personally has been through the, uh, the Westman Center and RISA and kind of resonates with what you're saying. Uh, just very thankful for RISA and the uh, opportunities it has presented. Now, on that note, my follow-up question for both of you is, um, what is your favorite real estate-based memory during your university career? Uh, whether that's a case comp or a project you did, or maybe just, you know, drinks out with, uh, or, or coffee with, uh, with some students from RISA. What is that experience? And maybe we'll start with uh, Arshpreet this time. I, I think when I look back, my most fond memories working at the Westman Center, um, I just want to give a shout out to Jessica. I think she's such such an awesome person. She does a lot for the students at the Westman Center and for Risa. But I think my my best memory would be, you know, when I get those emails of, hey, I don't know what real estate is all about, but I would like to learn more. And then I would go over to the BMO forum and have a coffee with them. And and you know, and I get so passionate about history, and I feel like sometimes I used to overwhelm with that overwhelm them with uh information but you know and then seeing those students join Risa and take real estate classes and then come to me and say hey Orshpreet I think I found my passion and I think you you kind of helped me get exposure to that I think that was awesome and in our final year Mike and I actually had a chance to go to Nashville for a ULI conference so that was like the perfect way for me to for me to uh, have that that end for me that chapter of my life so those are the two fond memories that I look back at and I I do agree with you Mapson a, a lot of my good friendships come out of Risa and I'm really really happy with the with the relationships that I developed while I was there and, and on the note of what you said earlier like I know firsthand the impact you've had on students by offering you know just your advice and uh, a friendly sit down with coffee I think it was, you know, four years ago or three years ago, um, roughly, that I sat down with you myself, uh, currently a finance student at that time, and your absolute passion 
uh, was contagious. And the quality of the people involved in the program is something that is uh, really unmatched in anything else I've seen in my life. And I, from my perspective, just thank you for making the time in a busy school schedule to sit down with students like myself. Uh, otherwise, I never would have probably joined uh, RISA and, and never joined the Westman Center as a concentration. So thank you personally for that. And now on to you, Mike. What is, uh, what is one of your favorite experiences? Yeah, I actually have some shared experience with experiences with our Shpreet. And I think she made a good point and touched on it there briefly. Is I think the one thing about you know RISA and the Westman Center and when I look back on it is just how passionate people were. And I think it's quite refreshing and especially in a university environment where, you know, there's some classes you go to and it's, you know, okay, well, how is this applicable? Like, am I gonna actually see this in the real world? And I think what, what was super refreshing about being in the Westman Center and RISA is, you know, all of your profess professors are industry professionals. So what you're going in in class and learning, you can really see at the end of the day, how it's gonna to apply to your, uh, to your career, how it's going to apply to your everyday life. And you're applying your knowledge to real world scenarios that these professors are bringing in for you to look at. So I think, you know, if, if I look at any of my real estate classes that I had, it was, it was almost refreshing going to them because you could get excited about it. You could see the, the potential in what you were learning. And so I think that was awesome. And I think everybody that was a part of the program was also super passionate about what they were doing. So it was, almost this um, infectious environment um, of driven, passionate people in the industry that was super refreshing and what can sometimes be, you know, a stuffy environment in university. Um, so I, I think that was a highlight for me. And then as well, um, being a part of RISA, being a part of a lot of different events, like one of the, uh, Arshbri mentioned it there, uh, we had a chance to go down to Nashville. Uh, we were on a team uh, for a case competition that we ended up winning and the prize of the winning team was flying down to nashville with brookfield and uh, cmlc going and touring a bunch of assets down there and going in uh, to the uli conference and that was super valuable as well one it was a big reward but you know not a lot of times you get opportunities to do that kind of stuff in you know post-secondary environments unless you're getting involved in risa and the westman centers and was a great avenue to do that and provided, I, I'll speak for both of us, but I think provided both of us with some pretty unbelievable experiences and opportunities. That's incredible. And I, you know, selfishly, I'll say I'm a little bit jealous of both of you. Last year, Kareen and I were actually on a team that won the same case competition that Mike and Arshpreet had won a year prior. Um, and we were, we were slated to go away on a similar trip to tour some amazing uh, real estate. Um, I'm not sure where the location was. We didn't necessarily set it, but, um, but then COVID happened and we were uh, unable to do that. But I can understand and am jealous of how amazing of an opportunity that must have been and very thankful to the Westman Center and for all of its supporters um, that made that possible for both you guys and the opportunity for us to potentially have gone. Totally. I agree that real estate case competition truly helped me learn about real estate. I came into business school from a science background. So like being surrounded by people like Mapson, Jessica, um, the entire RISA team really opened my eyes into the real estate field. And now I'm even working with the Westman Center on writing a case. And it's just amazing how much I've learned in such little time. Um, so 
Going into our next question though, um, were you able to gain any work experience during your time at the University of Calgary? If so, how did that impact where you saw yourself in the industry moving forward? We could start with Arshpreet again. Yeah, so um, while I was in high school um, and first year of uni, I was really hell-bent on getting my uh, license for real estate completed. So when that happened, I joined a residential brokerage firm um, just to get a, a better insight into how that world operates. I really wanted to, you know, have that first-hand experience of what do people look for when they're making the biggest investment of their life, which for a lot of them is buying a home. Um, and then I think that's where I, it was really beneficial for me to get that ex experience because that really allowed me to dig deep and realize that just wasn't the path for me. Um, and I think, I think it's really important to do that while you have the liberty in your, in your school, in your time at school to test, to test out a few different things. See if you see what you like, see what you don't like before you commit to something full time. Um, and then I sort of started doing more research on the development industry because I really liked having that opportunity to, you know, take a piece of land and and do something really cool with it and, and develop it into uh, a community where people can live, work, play and thrive. Um, I also worked at the Westman Center for a year and a half while, um, while I was there. And I think that really opened my eyes to a lot of the different um, disciplines within real estate. Um, I do think that there's still a lot of misconceptions among students um, on the different disciplines real estate has to offer. Um, I think, um, you know, commercial brokerage is very, very well known um, amongst students. I don't know if that's still the case, but um, but yeah, when I was working at the Westman Center, we would organize different events with multiple companies, Brookfield, Oxford, Colliers International, so when I, I was talking to these representatives, I had uh, I had the opportunity to learn firsthand what the companies were all about, what were their primary lines of business, what kind of lifestyle would you have if you were to choose that discipline as a full-time job? And I think that's what I really used to nail down what I wanted to do. Um, it was more so, you know, being invested in a career that I thought was meaningful and not necessarily taking a path that all of my peers were taking. So I, I do think that having that work experience while I was in school really allowed me to choose my own path. That's awesome, Arshpreet. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now on to Mike. Yeah, so I had an opportunity to work for a developer in internship um, in Vancouver uh, with the Ani group uh, working on some projects down in Seattle. Um, they're quite large projects, the mixed use uh, with a couple thousand multifamily units and retail and some office as well. And so I did that for um, a summer after I believe it was my, I believe it was my third year. Um, and, you know, I think Arshpreet touched on a really great point is getting industry experiences really opens your eyes to what possibilities are out there. I think, you know, when you're in school, you kind of hear about the kind of top four, top five um industry jobs be that you know commercial brokerage or be that development or or whatnot but i think really what that opportunity opened my eyes to was how many opportunities there are in real estate be that asset management investment property management development manager 
um, you know, investor relations. There's so much out there. And so I think, you know, it was a great experience to work uh, for Ani working on some of those projects. And what I found was that what I thought I would really enjoy in certain areas of the business, I actually enjoyed other things uh, a little bit more and found out kind of what I wanted to focus on um, as I entered into my career. So I think industry experience and internships are unbelievable opportunities because at the end of the day, it's, it's something you're not going to, it's a internship or a co-op and something you're not doing for the rest of your life. And it allows you the opportunity to try things out and really hone in on what you want to do. And, you know, I think Kareen, you also made a good point on case competitions and the learning opportunities that it presented to you and kind of opened your eyes to um, the passion that you may have found in real estate. And so I think that was, that was a big one as well is case competitions in university, you know, I think are the closest thing that you can have to mirroring real world experiences, whether that's a development or an investment opportunity, you're on a time crunch, you have to sort things out, work through complex issues, um, work in a team environment. And I think that was some of the closest experiences I had to what the real world had to offer. And so I think, you know, working in Vancouver, working with the Honey Group, having that hit, having that experience, uh, and then as well, case competitions really allowed me to learn and grow to the point where I knew what I wanted to do, where I wanted to do it. And, you know, that was invaluable. And, you know, if for everybody listening to this, that is still in university, I think, again, I'll harp on it is case competitions are an unbelievable way to gain experience outside of the job market. I definitely agree with you, Mike. I think that being part of case competitions gives you exposures to the many different organizations that are out there. It gives you a chance to talk to them, get to know their values, um, what they do, their personal experiences. So it definitely helped me get to know um, what's out there. And it looks like it helped you and Arshpreet as well, which is amazing to hear. Um, but I do have a follow-up question for the both of you, and it's uh, a simple one. What would you recommend to students to look for in a job description or a company when applying for a job to gain the most out of it? Yeah, I think in terms of, in, in terms of a job, I, I think at the end of the day is if you know what you want to do and, you know, you've gone through university, you've tried out a couple different internships and you, really, and you do know the area that you want to work in in the industry, I think you can kind of sum it all up is where you're going to learn the most, you know, where are you going to get exposure to uh, all, all aspects of the business? Um, where can you be involved? Where can you add value? And, you know, is it an organization that's going to be, allow you to learn, grow? Um, is there people there that are great mentors that are great teachers, you know, that are, are going to help you along the way? And I think, at the end of the day, if you're learning, that's all you can really ask for early in your career. I think, you know, maybe some people these days are afraid of hard work, but, you know, work the long hours, put in the time, put in the effort and learn and grow as much as you possibly can. And I think if you find, you know, an experienced organization that is going to allow you to learn and allow you to grow, take on new initiative, uh, I think that's all you can really ask for early on in your career. Yeah, I think Mike touched on um, a lot of the points that I, I've had similar experiences, but you know, I would say start the job search early. If you know you're getting into your end of third year, fourth year, 
maybe mm-hmm. start reaching out to people in potential companies that you know you want to be working at, right? Have a lot of coffee chats, have a lot of uh, information interviews, get a sense of what the culture is like at that firm. Will they will they be able to give you the environment that you're looking for? Um, mm-hmm. Will you be able to get cheerleaders within that within that firm? And I think um, I got extremely lucky where I do have a lot of great mentors where I work and I call them my cheerleaders and they're really invested in my success as a young professional. They do take the time to um, they do take the time to really make sure I understand a lot of the new concepts in the industry and they bring me on to projects that will be a valuable learning opportunity for me. But, you know, my advice would be to don't jump at the very first opportunity you get. Really take the time to assess what is it that you want to learn in the first three, five, seven years of your career and make adjustments accordingly. So, and again, I think Mike touched on it on a really good point. In the first few years, it's all about learning. I feel like I'm on I feel like I'm back in school every single day on my job because I learn something new every single day. So approaching it with the right attitude, um, knowing that if you do put in the time and the effort now, it will you will get rewarded at the end. And I think it's, you know, it's not so much about the title you're going to get. It's 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 more than that. And it's what are the mentorship opportunities going to be like? Who are you reporting to? And is that person really invested in you as as a as a person? So, yeah, take the time, interview a lot of people, go on lots and lots of coffee chats and really think through what is it that you're trying to accomplish by the end of it. And I think, yeah, and I think you'll be fine. And I, I would like to mention Jessica is a great resource um, for a lot of the students. She is very well connected in the industry. So if you have doubts or if you feel like you don't know where exactly you want to work or if you just want want to bounce ideas of someone, I think she's a great person to do that. Or even any of the research executives, like if they've worked at a firm, if they've done an internship at a firm, go reach out and talk to them and ask them what, what it was like. Yeah, no, I, th- those are good points, Arshpreet. And I think um, to build off a few things that you mentioned as well is, you know, you said one of your points was, you know, don't job, jump at the first job opportunities that come at you. And I think that's a good point. Like through the, throughout the interview process, as much as you're being interviewed, you're also interviewing the firm. Um, the more you can find out, the more you can find the right fit and the right opportunity for yourself, I, I think the better. And then uh, as well is starting the job search early um, for, you know, your fourth years that are coming out of school is I think the days of, you know, just applying for jobs and coming out of university and just getting them through applications. I think, I think those days are kind of over. It's such a competitive environment. There's so many people with good grades and great accolades and uh, great resumes that, you know, that's also one of the things that Risa provides is great networking opportunities. You know, the more people you can chat with, the more people that you can sit down with, have a conversation over a coffee or, or a beer for anyone who's of age. It's, you know, I think that's where real value comes. And at the end of the day, you're only as good as your relationships. And so, I think the more relationships you can build in your third and fourth year, the more people you can talk to, um, I think you'll set yourself up a lot better for post-graduation. Yeah, and I, I do think um, when you're in university, you should really take advantage of you know the student status you have. A lot of senior management people are 
so generous of their time in the real estate industry. They would love to meet new students that are, that are actually curious about the industry. And you may not have those opportunities when, when you're out of school. Uh, so yeah, these opportunities may not be available to you once you graduate. So really take advantage of, of that student status and tell people that you're a student wanting to learn more about the industry. And I can guarantee you, you'll find lots and lots of people who'll take you out for a coffee and tell you more. Yeah, couldn't agree with more with that. Now, in the spirit of helping students learn from your experiences, uh, what is something that you guys wish you had done more of or that you had done differently during your time at university? Um, how about we start with Arshpreet? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question to answer. But something that I can think of right off the bat is um, I didn't do this uh, too much in my first and second year, but I did learn in my third year that if I want to be successful, I have to network. Um, in my first and second year, I used to get really intimidated by titles for some reason, and I don't know what it was, but I, would, I wouldn't look at the person necessarily, and I was like, oh my God, this person's a president and a CEO. How am I going to even hold a conversation? So, but it was, you know, like Mike pointed earlier, I don't think you can now just apply on a website and land a job. You have to put yourself out there. You have to tell people what you have to offer. And that's how you get noticed. And that's how you get those amazing opportunities in the, in the industry. So I did learn from that. But I think one thing that I would do differently is um, don't be afraid to ask people for opportunities. You know, just because a firm doesn't have an internship out doesn't mean they're not looking to hire a student. Um, and I, I wish I'd done that more. I did have some great connections, but you know, I didn't want to come across as being bothersome. And I think I may have missed out on a few opportunities where there wasn't a formal summer internship opportunity, but if I had been upfront and honest and being willing to take that chance and ask for it, there may have been opportunity where something was created for me. And I see that happen quite a lot nowadays where um, you know people will create opportunities to give you that learning experience. So that would be the one thing that I would do differently for sure. That's really interesting for me personally, because uh, it's interesting how your perspective on that resonates with my own. Uh, and I completely see both from the one side of being nervous to ask in the first place, and also from the other side where uh, a lot of those executives are extremely nice down there of people, especially in the real estate industry, at least in my experience. And um, they're very happy to have those conversations. And um, yeah, I also agree with the fact that in a lot of my interactions that I have, I think hindsight, if I would have been a little bit more upfront with them uh, and you know, asked for opportunities, they may have been uh, happy to help. So how about you, Mike? What do you think about that? Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing as Arshpreet actually is just getting involved in the university in early years. I think for myself, I didn't really get in, too involved in um, student clubs or um, case competitions or anything like that until kind of my third or fourth year. And I think the earlier you can get involved, the more people you can meet, the greater your university experience is going to be. And, you know, it opens up a lot of doors just getting involved, no matter what that is. It doesn't have to be in the real estate industry. It could be, you know, your major is finance or your major is accounting or whatever it is. Just getting involved early on in your first and second year, I think is huge. 
just for opening a network and opportunity, not just for jobs, but for relationships throughout the rest of your school career. I think one of the great benefits I had, especially in my third and fourth year, is having a great group of friends that we could rely on each other for studying, for notes, uh, or what it, or whatever it may have been. And that was, that was a huge value add, um, just to have those relationships in school. And I and I I'd just like to add one more thing. And I think, you know, when you're a student, you're so fixated on this idea of networking with the industry professionals that we kind of forget that, you know, our student peers are ultimately going to end up becoming your industry colleagues. So that networking is equally as important. Like I, I really, you know, enjoy having this relationship with Mike after I've graduated and we do have an occasional chat on, you know, what we do on the daily and the industry trends, et cetera. So build that network among students as well. So when you do graduate, you do have this, you know, amazing group of people that you can rely on and get advice and mm -hmm. someone to connect with who, who's almost on the same path as you and is having similar experience because of the age or the, the point where they're at in their career. So Networking goes both ways, uh, yeah. with industry professionals and amongst your own peers. Yeah, I think those relationships transcend just your time in university. If I look at a lot of the people that I went to school with, one of them being our spreed is we still chat and we sit on a ULI committee together. And a lot of my friends, really great friends still, are all working at different firms in the industry. And if you ever have a question about something, just with the diverse network, you can always give them a call and or go out for a beer. And I think that that's super valuable because those relationships go beyond just school. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I feel, you know, as, as a multiplier, it's almost a difficult thing because you don't realize, you know, uh, that you need to be building those relationships or how valuable those relationships can be until some of your older friends start to graduate and start to get into industry. By that time, you may be in your third and fourth year. If you could learn in your first or second that, you know, not only to build those relationships for yourself and for your own happiness, but also for industry connections, it's a, it has a massive amount of power and you'll definitely be uh, extremely happy with yourself down the road, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I, to go back to the original question of, you know, things that students can do is, I think the other thing is too, given the current environment in, especially in Calgary and Alberta and the job market in general, especially exasperated by COVID is, you know, I think, especially now you can't get discouraged. Well, you know, if you apply for a job and you don't get it, or you want to go have coffee with somebody and they may not have an opportunity for you. I think, just never get discouraged. I, I had an opportunity to catch up with a friend of mine um, that I used to play hockey with. And he was he had played hockey for a little while and uh, gone to school, graduated, and he was looking for opportunities in Toronto. And he actually ended up going and having 80 meetings um, and coffee chats or Zoom calls with people uh, before he landed a job. But it was his persistence and his passion for wanting to get in the industry that eventually got him to where he needed to be. So I think, especially in the current environment, you can't get discouraged. You just have to keep a positive mentality. Sorry, Mapson, if we're taking too much of your time here. But no, I, think, I love it. I think it's also really important to do a self-assessment, right? Like, um, even within real estate, there's different disciplines. Like, commercial brokerage is entirely different than residential development or mixed-use development or 
working for an industrial broker, right? So do a little bit of a self-assessment as to what are the skills that you bring on? What are some of your core competencies? What is the lifestyle you are looking for? What would be a perfect job for you? And then, you know, go back to the drawing board and come up with a few items. Okay, maybe these are out of the eight disciplines, these are the four that I would be interested in. Like, don't just follow what other, what your friends are doing, right? So I, I think it's really important to do that. Whereas some people just get, and it, nobody does it consciously, but, you know, some people get carried away, uh, get carried away and, you know, just follow what everyone else is doing. And I think it's really important to do that self-assessment initially. And, you know, you, you, you don't know what you want to do and you're going to have to try a few things out, but at least when you are taking that first job, you have a pretty good idea of why you're taking it. That's, that makes all the sense in the world to me. I, um, I know that there's a resource to students at U of C, not only with um, uh, the career assessment people at Haskane, but also um, there's a course named OBHR 491. And it really helps run you through a lot of self-tests uh, to help you build you know, what your strengths are, how it, what your interests are, and where they intersect to see what you might be interested in and potentially good at. And for me, that's been a great resource to kind of direct me. Um, but you know, anyone interested in, in doing that, I definitely say it's a, it's a great Haskane option class. Uh, once again, I'll say it for whoever's listening, but OBHR 491. And um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. Just out of curiosity, when you both were talking about um, networking, um, a lot of students are discouraged because of COVID-19 and the fact that there is no face-to-face um, -face interaction. I've spoken with a couple myself and I know I um, struggled with that the first semester I came back online. So what would be your recommendation on how to build an authentic relationship virtually and have that face-to-face -face interaction kind of removed? Um, I don't know if you have tried to do that on your own with your experience right now, but yeah, any advice on that would be great. Yeah, um, you know, I think it's, you know, I, I can't speak from a student's perspective, but I think we live in a day and age where we have some pretty unbelievable technology and, you know, sitting on a Zoom call, um, you, you know, you may not get the face-to-face -face interaction, but you, I think it's, you still have the ability to build relationships with people. So, you know, I don't know if you can really get discouraged with, you know, um, uh, not being able to have that face-to-face -face interaction. I think a lot of people are still willing to have chats and willing to, you know, sit down and have a Zoom coffee and especially for students. So being able to hop on a Zoom call and have a chat, I think you really can't get discouraged about the current environment and kind of have to take advantage of the technology and tools that are at our fingertips. You know, a lot of businesses are still operating because of Zoom, because of Teams, because of uh, Slack and some others. So I think we live in a day and age where we have the opportunity to do so and don't get discouraged by it. You know, put your best foot forward, um, keep a positive attitude and still reach out to people and ask them to hop on a call. And I think for me, um, it's very difficult um, to do to do networking in a, in a virtual world. And I do agree with you, Mike, that, you know, technology is great for right now and you should take advantage of it. But, you know, something that we didn't have while I was at school 
is the mentorship program that Lisa now offers with ULI Alberta, with their Young Leaders Group and with NAOP Alberta. Um, and I think that's, I would really encourage everyone if they can and have the time to participate in programs like that. Um, and like, you know, yeah you, yeah, you get matched with one mentor, but that mentor is gonna end up connecting you with 10 other, um, 10 other people in the industry. And when you do get that warm welcome within their circle, you're more receptive to um, actually hear back from people and, you know, have a good and productive conversation with them. So I do think that approaching that, you know, mentorship program uh, with an open mind and then using that as an opportunity to tap into your mentors network. When I was at, um, when I was at the university, I ended up connecting with um, Jillian Lawrence, who works with uh, Remington through Crew Network, and she ended up connecting me with 20 other people within the industry. So I think re being really um, mindful of that sometimes, you know, if you've met one person, they have 10 other people they can potentially connect you with. So if you do have that one authentic relationship, leverage that to your uh, to your advantage. And, you know, RISTA does offer great mentorship programs. So I would like to encourage everyone to participate in that. But yeah, don't, don't get discouraged. If you don't hear back from people, follow up, follow up again. And I'm guilty of that. Sometimes, you know, emails just fall through the cracks and you don't get to it. So yeah, be persistent and I'm sure your efforts will pay off. I think that's a definitely a fantastic piece of advice. And uh, something, you know, I, I've followed kind of what you're saying pretty closely as well, where I, I do have questions that do fall through the cracks and I probably need to be a little bit better at that as well. Um, anyway, the last question we have for you guys today, and thank you so much for your time. Um, I know this has been going on for a little bit now, but uh, if you had one piece of advice for yourself in second year university, uh, in a like one sentence, you could only send it in a, a short amount of words, uh, what would that be? And what would you say to yourself? I you want to take that one away? Yeah, this is a pretty hard one to answer, but I'll try. So I'll keep it short and simple and sweet. I would, I would say three things to myself: be bold, be authentic, and you know, be fearless. That that's what I would give advice to myself. You know, as long as you know exactly what you're doing, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You think everyone's judging you, but everyone feels equally the same. So why not be fearless and go out and take those opportunities when they come your way? Can I just say ditto? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to one up that, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I totally agree. So I'm just going to say ditto. But, you know, as the follow up is, yeah, short and sweet. I think just have fun, work hard. Don't take yourself too seriously. And, and you know, like our speech said, be bold. I absolutely love that. And over the last you know, 45 minutes, you guys have imparted so much amazing information for the students to really take in and sit on and think, you know, how can this change my university career? Because someone like myself, who's graduating here shortly, looks back and thinks, if I would have had that information year one, and truly not just listened to it, but actually acted on it, my already awesome university experience could be that much better. Um, so I just want to thank you uh, very much for jumping on the podcast today. Um, and, and for taking the time to share your incredible advice and your wisdom and your stories. So thank you guys. And you know, like, if anyone wants to reach out to Arspreet and I, ask any questions or have a chat, um, 
just message either of us on LinkedIn. Yeah. Fantastic, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having us, Max, Dan, and Colleen. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Thanks for having us, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please subscribe to the Real Estate Student Podcast and share with your friends.